Welcome to The Art of Social Media, a podcast by Social Pilot. We host in-depth discussions with world-leading social media marketing experts that will help you discover the techniques, strategies, and skills you need to use to grow your business using social media. Now, here's your host, Tejas Mehta. What does the flow look like for creating new content? Like, do you go to the artists and tell them that, hey, I need five pieces of content this month? Or how does that look like high level? Every, it's, it's Somebody said this yesterday on a call and I'm going to steal it. It's it's like with CrowdSurf, it's a really choose your own adventure sort of situation. So, and every artist is so different. So some people and some artists, they know exactly what they want and they're there to basically use us as an admin team and boss us around. So like they are, they shoot what they want. They send it to us. They want us to edit it or add a filter or whatever. And they tell us what to do. So we're there for some artists in that capacity. Some artists really do want help with ideation. So I remember there was one artist that we were working with and they, it was a group and they blocked time every Wednesday night to shoot content. And our workflow with them was we'll send you a list of 12 ideas for TikTok videos. They would pick like three or four and shoot them. They would put all the content in a um, iCloud link and then they would send it back to us and we would edit it for them so that they didn't have to get in. They didn't have to like add the, this was when adding captions was a little bit harder on TikTok and Instagram reels. But so we would handle like editing the captions, getting the the cuts just right, that sort of thing. Um, Some people there's, you know, we go to their house once a week and shoot with them and then they they actually keep it all in their phone and put it in drafts and they edit it and send it out themselves. So it really depends on somebody's preference and what they need help with. And there's some people where we don't even, we don't do any of that. We just, uh, we d- we're d- there for more of like admin in the sense of you have a brand deal. We're going to make sure that to remind you to do your brand deal post at a certain time, or you're going on tour. We're going to handle the tour advertising request and running the ads because that's and updating the website with tour dates because that's not something that like an artist is going to organically do but they a lot of artists do organically you know log into instagram or twitter or um tiktok and post their own stuff so everyone's different everyone has different needs and we're there to fill in those those needs and you know try to not fix what's not broken and and then but then helping on you know what you know, stress points or things that may not be currently be done that could be being done at that moment. Got it. So different formats with everyone. Uh, yep. Everyone's whatever different. They like. Yeah. Whatever they like, whatever they need. or And a lot of times they don't even know what they need and then we'll suggest stuff and they'll be like, oh, I should be doing that. Can you help me? Or they'll be like, I know I should be on Snapchat, but I don't want to deal with it. Can you just take my content from TikTok and put it on Snapchat? Sure. We can do that for you. You know, it's it's all, everyone has different needs and different ones. Got it. You mentioned TikTok like a, a few times. Is TikTok the latest rage? Is that the hottest platform right now? I would say TikTok is the platform that you can, one, you can probably grow the most on a week by week basis on there and have the most organic reach. The thing that's kind of cool about TikTok is that the For You page exists and you can have a video get millions of views, even though you don't have millions of followers. And I would say that's kind of a unique situation than other platforms in the past right but at the same time the challenge also is that there's so many other videos coming up as well right for example if if there's a if there's a lesser known celebrity for example right who does not have followers then the videos are not going to get a lot of views as well isn't that the challenge like 
the algorithm uh, suggests more videos than the followers, right? As I've far had as some, like, TikTok. Yeah. yeah, I've had some some artists that are new and don't have a big following, but the video is good. And so a lot of people share it. So it gets fed into that for you page, which is an opportunity that a lot of small artists probably wouldn't have had in the past. So that's really cool. And yes, if you're a bigger artist or, you know, have more followers, you're going to organically generate more views. But there is a shot if there's a piece of content that's really great from a relatively unknown artist. There's a shot that it could organically get views, which is exciting because that was harder to come by on platforms like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter in the past. Right. Makes a lot of sense. There's a different side to social media as well where a lot of influencers and celebrities are like bullied, you know, they're like stressed out with what the followers are commenting, etc. Have you seen that happening with your clients? Uh, is there a strategy to kind of protect yourself from those uh, bullies on social media? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I would say in the beginning of social media, it was all positive because people were like, oh my God, I get to talk to artists on social media. This is such a blessing. I can't believe this. But then people got used to it. And that's when negativity started to, you know, I guess, rear its head a bit more. And it's it's unfortunate because it, it is, this creates, a, you know, mental health issues for a lot of artists. And there's, you know, some things you can do to prevent that, like at the core. And I actually do a lot of this too. One thing you can do is to not have notifications set up on your phone. That way you're picking when you open your phone and look at a platform versus it like kind of summoning you. So that's uh, that's one thing I recommend. And if an artist can, I like for them to, especially if they're going through a tough time, I recommend deleting the app from your phone and only looking at it on your browser, on your computer. That can sometimes, you know, keeps you involved, but doesn't keep you looking at it as often and kind of prevents like, and it's, and it's a little harder on your computer to kind of like dive in and scroll versus your phone. It's so easy to keep scrolling, to keep reading. So like for me, for example, I would say several months ago, LinkedIn kind of became a really negative for me, created a lot of negative feelings in me. And I didn't even notice it at first. And one day I realized I'm like, oh my gosh, every time I open up LinkedIn, I I don't enjoy it. So I deleted it from my phone and I just log on a couple times a week on my browser now. And that has created a much more healthy relationship with me in that platform. And I definitely have less negative feelings on a weekly basis because I chose to remove, you know, it's kind of like putting the cookies in the jar and the shelf that's high up and far away. That's what I did with LinkedIn. And that is definitely a much better uh, situation for me. And I would say an, another thing about bullying on social media is that when you sort of go through your first experience with that, it can be really hard. But if you're really famous, it's never going to go away, unfortunately. And that's just how it is. But seeing those kind of comments, I would say it never doesn't sting, but it gets easier with time and it rolls off your back more quickly with time. The first time it happens to you, it can feel, it can be paralyzing. It can be awful. It can ruin your day. It can ruin your week, but it's kind of like working out. You do it more, you get used to it more and it, it does become easier and you learn how to, you know, have a better relationship with it. But if you're, if you're famous, it's never going to go away. So you just kind of have to accept that and figure out your, you know, your relationship with it and how much access you want to it. 
right? Yeah. The world is becoming smaller. People can reach each other. But at the same yeah. time, as you mentioned, people are also negative. Uh, really affects people. Good to know that you kind of advise them to kind of shut down their apps and kind of get, get rid of it for some time. So that, that works well. Going back to TikTok, uh, TikTok is all videos. Is it the uh, dominant channel right now with your clients or do you do a lot of Instagram as well, Facebook, any other channels? I mean, I think all of it's important. I would say TikTok and Instagram are probably the two main ones right now that people are the most focused on creating content for. TikTok is really important in the music business because TikTok has a lot of opportunities to promote music and for users to use music and share it. And we really do see when a song goes viral on TikTok, it, you really see a lift on streams on Spotify and Apple and other places. So I would say the number one data point labels are looking at right now are is TikTok and how a song is performing, how many people are using it in videos on a daily basis and, and that sort of thing. Right. So TikTok works great, but that is today, right? That is current trend. What do you think is the future trend? Where is social media evolving? You know, I don't know if the platform that's next exists yet. It's always evolving. There will always be a next because what happens with social media is something rises. It's, it's a bell curve always. And there becomes a point with a popular platform that there's nobody left in the world to sign up for it. So it stops growing because when you don't have signups, you don't have people following as many people because most people follow the most amount of people that they're going to follow at once when they sign up. That's when you're going to like go in and follow 100 people at the same time. You're never you know, really going to go in and follow 100 people at once ever again after you sign up. It's going to be sporadic and here and there. So you kind of, when you, when people stop signing up, you sort of lose that, that opportunity to grow. And that usually opens the lane up for a new social platform. One, you know, there's a couple of new things that are around our Be Real has had a lot of success. I'm curious to see how that evolves and and continues to grow. The other app that I can't personally use because I am too old is an app called Gas. It's right now it's available in select high schools. And it's basically, and I love the premise of this, and I this is where I hope we see more social media go, is complimenting each other, gassing each other up is the premise of that. So I'm curious, that app has a lot of traction. It's consistently charting very high on social media apps and the Apple App Store. So I think we're going to, you know, see some more from, from that. It kind of reminds me of Facebook in the beginning when it was only open to colleges. So we'll see what happens with, with that platform. I'm also really excited to see what happens with Twitter. I feel like we've never seen, you know, with what Elon Musk is doing, we've never seen a platform at this age have like a really big shakeup. And I think it could lead to like a Twitter renaissance. I'm excited about it. I like change and I think Twitter needs some change. And I think there's going to be some things that are annoying along the way. But I think a lot of the things I'm seeing are actually really smart. And I get the long-term game behind it. And I'm excited to see what happens with Twitter. I really, really am. It's good. We're going to have some growing pains, but I'm excited to see what's next. Interesting. What are your thoughts on Metaverse? It's tough. I feel like in recent years, there's been trends that people would have thought maybe I would have been on board with that I'm I'm necessarily not. Like, I understand them and I'm educated on them, but I'm not passionate about them. And I would say the two things 
that are a recent tr- big trends that I'm not passionate about are like cryptocurrency and metaverse or just like virtual reality in general. Cause I, I just, I don't know if those two things strengthen the relationship between an artist and a fan. And I don't know if they make the world a place that I'm more excited about living in. I definitely see some opportunities with metaverse in terms of, you know, some, some cool stuff being done with like platforms like Roblox and that sort of thing. But I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not passionate about it. I understand it and I understand the opportunity there, but I don't know. I think people are craving real life things and not metaverse. And I, I'm going to double down on those kind of experiences instead. Right. But what I'm reading is, you know, a lot of uh, companies are buying real estate in metaverse. There are virtual concerts going on in metaverse. So yeah. for music industry, wouldn't you want to kind of experiment at least to see what's happening? Yeah, I mean, we're definitely exploring it. I'm, again, you know, in terms of like buying real estate and metaverse, and maybe I'm going to be wrong about this, but I just kind of see some forms of cryptocurrency and stuff like buying real estate and metaverse. It's almost like a, a Ponzi scheme in the sense of I'm going to buy this and then trick somebody to think that it's worth more money than what I paid for. And I almost feel it's a, um, I almost feel like it's kind of, ripping some people off because you're trying to hype up something because you own it. I don't know. I'm not, I don't, it doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy inside. And some of the concerts, you know, I've been following the news about them and it feels cool, feels great, but it just does not compete with the real thing. It just does not. And I, 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 you know, I only have so much time in a day and I'm just, I'm more focused on how I, I market the, the real thing. Yeah. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Outside of music, which brands do you think are doing amazing social media marketing? Well, let's see. I, I think there's different platforms doing great things on, you know, great platforms. I mean, Duolingo gets a lot of coverage, but Duolingo and have making the owl a character on TikTok. It's been absolutely incredible. And the social media manager at Duolingo has become a LinkedIn influencer herself. I like following her posts and I like that she sort of is like bringing awareness to the role of being a social media manager in, in a company like that. And, you know, the hard work that goes into it. And I, I just really like that. I really like what that she's sort of representing and educating that role to, you know, a new generation of people. So I think that's been really cool. And there's some like really funny, like Twitter accounts, like Wendy's on Twitter is hilarious. I remember, I don't know what they do it anymore, but I remember like Applebee's used to like engage with a lot of my developing artists and my, they would always retweet them because it was funny and creative. So I I love all the like kind of different food channels on Twitter that sort of have like a sense of humor and are, you know, being, being, you know, pretty, pretty funny about it. But those are a couple that come to mind that I personally enjoy following. Sure. And which individuals are doing great on social media for personal branding? celebrities that are doing great i mean i i always love doja cat because she's just herself and she's real and she's funny she can be raunchy she can be vulnerable but i think she just really shows the breadth of human emotion and is honest about it and does amazing interviews to get chopped up into the funny pieces but i think doja cat is incredible and really great 
at social media. I think Lizzo is really awesome. I think, again, she kind of, I think what, what everyone I'm going to say has in common is I feel like they're, they're vulnerable, but then at moments don't take themselves too seriously. And I think, you know, Lizzo can kind of be that and, and really do that. And, and, and I like that. Um, I'm trying to think of who else I, I think is really, really good. I mean, love Olivia Rodrigo. I really like, hmm. I'm trying to think of who I think is like really good at, at TikTok. I'll just leave it at that for now. Those three are good. I like them. Right. Yeah. So the co- the common theme that I'm hearing is authenticity, like being more real and yeah. being yourself. Yeah. And I think vulnerable for me, like, you know, I think it's a part of being authentic. I think a lot of times people feel like they have to, you know, put on their like their game face and be perfect and you know, represent a certain thing all the time. But I think showing a breadth of emotions and a full 360 of who you are is really important. And I think a lot of those artists do that really well. How can brands kind of incorporate this authenticity? Can brands be vulnerable and can they kind of show their emotions? Yeah, I think so. And I think a lot of the brands that I mentioned that I like were showing humor, which I think is important emotion. And a lot of times brands can kind of come off as stiff or too serious and humor can be a really good way to kind of add dynamic to a social you know media presence and and voice so i think humor is really important and i think just making making sure each piece of content is not about the cell but you each piece of content should be like contributing to a community in some way whether it's education or entertainment or relating to somebody's emotion at a tough time. But I think Sprand's social media platform should be more about contributing to a community and society versus trying to make a sale. The sale will come if you contribute to the community. Finally, some words of wisdom for marketers who are just starting up. What would you kind of recommend? What would you kind of go back in time and, you know, Tell yourself when you're just starting CrowdSurf. Yeah. Sometimes in your head, when you're in a meeting and you think something is super obvious, don't assume every it is to everyone. There's been many times where I've been in a room and I was like, oh, there's no way this team with all these people older than me and more experienced than me didn't think about what I'm thinking. I'm not going to bring that up. I'm going to annoy them. And then they'll release the product or the post or whatever it is. And then there'll be backlash on it. And I'll think like, well, I should have said something. I would have maybe been able to stop that because ever because you'll go back in the room to do recon on what happened after. And everyone will be like, oh, we didn't think of that. And you're just like, really? You didn't think of that? And I realized that like maybe what you view as common sense is not common to everyone. And I just even, and sometimes I do get the reaction of like, yes, Cassie, of course we thought of that. But most of the time they're like, oh, I didn't think of that. So speak up and say what you're thinking, even if it feels super obvious, because there's a, a big chance that it actually wasn't obvious to everyone who's presenting that topic to you. And what would you kind of advise on content or overall marketing to people who are starting up? Well, focus on one channel, focus on multiple channels, focus on content. What's what's important? I think if you're just getting started on social media, don't think about it like CrossFit. If you're joining CrossFit for the first time or joining the gym, whatever, you're not 
you're not going to go to the gym and walk in and try to like lift 250 pounds. You have to work to get there. So I think a lot of times people think, okay, I'm going to go in, I'm going to take social media really seriously. And they go look up best practices on Instagram, on TikTok. And that can be a lot of posts and a lot to remember. And they get overwhelmed and they quit. And if somebody went to the gym and tried to lift those amounts of weights for the first time, they went to the gym, they would probably quit too. You have to build to, you have to build strength. So, you know, let's say you're month one into social media, you've never done anything before. Your wins could be like, okay, I set up TikTok and Instagram and I posted twice to each of those. Okay, next month, I'm going to post four times to each of those and I'm going to start posting on stories at least three days a week. Like set, compare your progress to yourself in the last month versus to others or what best practices you see online. Like your social media, there's, it isn't a pyramid that's like you climb to the top and you're ever done. It's always an evolution of yourself and you're not going to go straight in and be an all-star. You have to build to it and that's okay. So, you know, if you sign up for TikTok, that's better than you're doing yesterday where you weren't signed up for TikTok. You got to take it in in little steps versus trying to jump in and be an, an all-star in one week. That's interesting. Yeah. People want to be overnight stars on social media, but you, you kind of worded it perfectly right. Take it easy and take one step at a time. That's wonderful. Totally. Where can people find you online? I'm at Cassie, C-A-S-S-I-E, Petrie, P-E-T-R-E-Y, across all platforms. And uh, my company, CrowdSurf, is C-R-O-W-D-S-Q-R-F across all platforms. But that platform doesn't really talk about our artists. It talks more about like our employees and uh, press coverage. But that's where we're at online. And what do I do to get a backstage pass for Backstreet Boys? Oh, it took me a long time to get one of those. <laughs> but you can buy a meet and greet on BackstreetBoys.com and go backstage temporarily and get a picture. Wonderful. Sounds great. Cassie, thank you so much for your time. Thank a lot you. to learn, a lot to digest. Uh, really excited for CrowdSurf and all the best for the exciting future. Thank you. I appreciate it. The Art of Social Media is brought to you by Social Pilot. To find out more about Social Pilot and how we can give you everything you need to hit your social media marketing goals, visit socialpilot.co. And then make sure to search for The Art of Social Media in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to click follow so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Social Pilot, thanks for listening. <laughs>